What's up and welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. A ginormous show. Uh, somebody I saw on Twitter the other day tweeted out that there was going to be huge news in the NFL. Now we're getting it. The Commanders are in trouble again. Derek Carr signed an extension. There's Tom Brady rumors about the Dolphins. Plus a little bit of basketball from last night. We'll dive into Mel Kuyper's mock draft. So much to get into here on a lovely Wednesday morning. Let's start with the Derek Carr news that just happened. Uh, three years, $121.5 million going to the Raiders, Raiders starting quarterback, Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, you're happy with it. I, I responded are you, though? To, I mean, some of them look like they're pretty happy. Some are not happy. I uh, responded to, I believe it was Ian Rapport's tweet, and I just asked a question like, hey, Raiders fans, is this something that you're happy with? Like, what are your realistic expectations on the season this year? Someone responds, absolutely, very excited for it has to have at least one playoff win though like that is the expectation is at least to make the playoffs whether it's a wild card and to at least win one game it's going to be pretty hard to do i like Derek carr there's a possibility that he has a huge year with you know another reliable receiver like Devontae adams now being added there because that is something they have been lacking like hunter renfro i know we've we both know has been good waller has been fantastic they got to stay healthy you give him another target, though. I don't know. Maybe Derek Carr's up there in the MVP talks. It could be. And it looks like the Raiders fans, I know we have at least two in the chat, Mike and Jacob. They both seem happy with the Derek Carr stuff. I. It seems like there are, some, there are a lot of Raiders fans that don't like Derek Carr, though. There are a lot of just football fans that don't like Derek Carr. I'm not one of them. I actually seen I, – I, I like Derek Carr. I think you can win with him. I don't think he's been surrounded by a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Even when things like started to get going with the Raiders and Derek Carr, it felt like they lost a lot of that talent. And even looking at like the receivers over the last couple of years, they haven't had anything. Waller's been great. Hunter Renfro's mm-hmm. very good. But now that you have a guy like Devontae Adams in there, you're paying Derek Carr now. I think this is a good move for the Raiders. And I think one question that has to be asked is, if you don't like Derek Carr, who are you replacing him with? Oh, that's my exact question, too, is like, hey – Everyone, you know, I mean, they're even in the chat right now, like, worst QB in the division. That's fine. It's like the best division in football. The what? The worst well, even, QB in that division is middle of the road for the rest of the conference. Yeah. But even like Wes says, worst quarterback in the division might be better than two-thirds of the other Exactly. Options. So, I mean, even your, I mean, fourth best quarterback in the division might be <laughs> the fourth best quarterback in the AFC. I mean, it could happen out that way. Uh, obviously, guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, very good. But I do. I like bringing this back, bringing Derek Carr back, and it's hard to replace those quarterbacks. They they get stuck in this tricky situation where I think a lot of fans are just like, ah, give him up, let him go, trade him. Okay, who are you bringing in? Who's the next guy up? Because there's not one in this draft. And by the way, you don't have a first round pick. You gonna blow it up next year and and try to get a quarterback? Okay, good luck. But also, you've paid guys like Devontae Adams. He wants to win now. He wants to play with Derek Carr. 
So I, I think the plan was in place. I like this for the Raiders. And for the rest of you know the the AFC West, obviously we're we're Chiefs fans. I I think this is. I think the Raiders stayed good today. I, I think if they would have moved on from Derek Carr, they would have regressed. Mm-hmm. So as a Chiefs fan, you don't like to see it because I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He just gets, for whatever reason, he gets shit on a lot. I, mean, I, and I don't really rule. know why. Like even last year, they went 10-7 and seven mm-hmm. with no receivers. Well, you got to remember, there's those moments where he has like it's fourth down and he throws the ball away at the end of a game and they lose. Or, you know, a stupid turnover that happens in the fourth quarter while they're trying to drive to get back in the game. And you get in these cold-weather games, and he doesn't play phenomenally. And so people are just kind of like, oh, what the heck's going on here? Like, is Derek Carr, you know, the issue, or is he the one that's kind of keeping everything together? I think last year spoke volumes to who Derek Carr is on and off the field and how well he's respected within that locker room. Because last year, there was a ton of adversity. I mean, we all know what happened there in that month's time span between the end of October all the way through November of just constant issues, and Derek Carr handled it phenomenally. I mean, just to go in the locker room and be like, all right, hey, let's just focus on each other. Let's go win some football games. And you still find a way into the playoffs. It's just it's impressive. So, yeah, he deserves this pay, in my opinion. Um just build off of it, though. Like, this is your opportunity to shut everybody up this next year. Yeah, probably so. I don't think that the Raiders make the playoffs without Derek Carr yeah. last year. Like you said, I mean, there's the um, Henry Ruggs situation. There's the John Gruden situation. Mm-hmm. There's the Damon Arnett situation. I feel like all that happened within about a month's time. And Derek Carr, I mean, stood on the podium and answered all the hard questions and did a very good job of it. And I think that... The season could have gotten away from them. And they could have you know, spiraled, but they didn't. And I do think Derek Carr deserves a lot of that credit. And again, I, just, I don't know why people hate Derek Carr so much. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. I don't, pretty good touchdown-interception ratio. Yeah. A lot of it's just like in the moment that it happens. Like it's like that's the one thing we did need to happen. It's like, thanks, Derek. I feel like that's the main issue. Or it's just things that are out of his control. Like, a sacks, you know, could be an issue in terms of, you know, Jacob in here mentions it. Like, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the ball security aspect. I still believe, like, I get, like, the ball security thing, but I do think it is hard to keep a handle on the football if it is being hit directly from your hands from someone coming around the edge at 4-4. It's clearly not that fast, of course. It's a little dramatic. But some of them. If they're coming right there and they hit it out of your hand because you're not get, you have nobody blocking for you, you have no time to get the ball out of your hands. Yeah, fumbles are going to take place. Yeah, it, I mean, fixing that offensive line is going to be key for them going forward too. Because when he is protect, uh, protected, and what was it, 2016, mm-hmm. he had that MVP almost performance, and it broke uh, his leg right before the playoffs. Uh, yeah, led the league in sack percentages. Uh, obviously, you want to have the lower number there. On that one, even last year, like uh, had a six on the sack percentage. It's not good. Uh, I was sacked forty times. So fixing that offensive line is going to be huge for the Raiders. But I think this is a good move going forward. Now you have Devonte Adams, you have Derek Carr. Now go start to use some of your draft picks that you have and bring in these guys um, on the offensive line. Address your defense maybe a little bit too. Uh, I think it's a good move going forward. Uh, it definitely could be worse. You could be the Washington Commanders. I don't. Why does Dan Snyder still have this team? I have no idea, dude. It is ridiculous. Like, at this point, how is Jerry Jones not just came up and like, get the fuck out of here? Like, not even Roger Goodell. Just Jerry Jones. Just get on the phone and say, sell the team. Yeah, you owe me a lot of money. 
sell the team. And that's uh, one thing that I saw yesterday, too, of even tweeting about it. And I almost think that you should put this team up for auction. And then whatever that team sells for, you almost have to give it back to the NFL and say, hey, this is because you stole a bunch of money from us. Because you've, I mean, damn near embezzled money. And yeah. what the Washington Commanders were doing is they were taking ticket sales money that they were supposed to put into like a pool for the rest of the league. And they were saying, no, this money we got from a Kenny Chesney concert. We held, we held a concert, and this is the revenue from that one. So don't look at that. Just ignore that one and other events and things like that. It's, it's just another incident with him being super scummy, Dan Snyder, the owner. And I, I, for whatever reason, people like Roger Goodell have protected him over the last year and haven't fired him because anytime Roger Goodell gets asked about Dan Snyder, he just says, oh, well, he's not running the day-to-day. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's still fucking cashing the checks, though. Yeah. Like, he's the one benefiting off the, like, sneakiness of this. Yeah. Like you and said, like, I also love pretty the fact much that embezzlement. you used a Kenny Chesty concert, like, as your example. No, that's r- real. Oh, that was <laughs> I'm it. not using that as an example. That is factual. That actually happened. There was a Kenny Chesney concert at FedEx Field. And yeah, they he does said, a stadium tour. Yeah, and they said they took their ticket sales money from an NFL game and moved it over into the Kenny Chesney concert pool and like hey this concert was very successful here's a couple extra million dollars from it yeah that wasn't a joke (laughs) oh i thought i was just like right it's so dumb it sounds like a joke that's a real thing that happened that's how dumb dance not dumb actually because they probably carried on for a while and i think there was like a whistleblower even somebody mentioned hey this isn't right here you go, Washington Times or whoever it was that yeah. reported this. Actually, I think it might have been the government found it, but somebody <laughs> blew the whistle on it. And another thing that I tweeted out yesterday, too, how did the NFL not know about this stuff? You're investigating them actively, like hiring these wow. private investigators and stuff John like Green that. John Gruden got fired because right. of the investigation on Washington. You have all of their emails. They're, you tell me there wasn't any email flagged for like, hey, by the way, let's go ahead and move this over to the Kenny Chesney section of our books and hide millions of dollars so i i don't know what dan snyder has on roger goodell in the nfl i think it's big though because homie's just not getting fired i mean even with dan snyder like the owner for uh the miami dolphins like that situation is just as sketchy now there's not been as many instances or you know allegations for it but holy smokes dude I mean, I think we might have figured it out here in the chat. That's why I love these guys that are always commenting and having these discussions. Mm-hmm. It makes a really good point here. Dan Snyder definitely caught Roger Goodell watching Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Lola Bunny strikes again, baby. <laughs> it is, oh, it's, shit. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is not factual. That one is a joke, I think. But it's, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. And it was a former Washington Commanders VP told the Oversight Committee that the Commanders had two sets of books and intentionally allocated NFL money to non-NFL events at FedEx Field. So concerts, um, I think there was a Notre Dame football game too that they sold tickets for and moved things there. Um, And so that's, that's obviously taking advantage of the NFL's revenue sharing, which I didn't even honestly know about until... This Washington scandal yeah. and everything and that's going on. To get back to the chat real quick, he's, uh, Stephen Ross is not Dan Snyder. Completely agree with you. I'm not trying to say that. 
I'm just saying the Miami's owners like sitting over here trying to get a coach to fail on purpose, and it seems like the NFL is more of like, oh, we need to get this guy out of here if he's trying to lose games. But with like Dan Snyder, it's like, hey, all these sexual allegations, being a scummy piece of shit, let's, he's fine. Like we'll just kind of continue to overlook it and just whatever. It's just one thing after another with Snyder. And it was like the one instance that the Miami owner has, it's like, okay, this guy's got to go. Like I feel like everyone was quick to jump on he's got to go more so than Snyder. That's why yeah. I brought that up. Just want to clear it up for any confusion. Right. It's Steven Ross. I, I think if he is found, if they can prove that he was trying to throw games or throw the season, I, I think that he will also be forced to sell his team, which probably should. If you're an owner and you're not trying to win games, that's if you're and if you're doing it to that extent, because it is not just a Steven Ross thing. Mm-hmm. Look at the Jets over the last couple of years. You tell me that team's trying to win games. Oh, the owner lives in freaking Europe. Right. So, I mean, it's not just the Dolphins. The Dolphins are in trouble for the pain of paying for losses and also probably, I I don't even know. With the the Rooney Rule stuff, it's it's kind of tough. I mean, you did hire a black coach and you had him there and he was pretty damn successful for a Mm -hmm. long time. So I don't think we can necessarily scream racism. Uh, Was he maybe fired a little bit too early? Yeah, but, uh, you know, there are also new reports out about Tom Brady and mm-hmm. some alleged things going on there. The, the plan, and this is according to um, Boston Globe, like, got do you hold of this. believe this? I don't know. Read it's, all the allegations. It's pretty far-fetched. Someone hasn't heard. Um, and there have been a lot of rumors that Tom Brady was trying to get to Miami, that he was trying to go to the Dolphins. Now the new rumors, according again to the Boston Globe, was that Brady was going to take a year off, that he was going to announce his retirement, and then shortly afterwards announce that he was joining the Dolphins' front office. Like, oh, okay, I'm here. And then, um, to my understanding, they were going to let the Bucks get a new quarterback. They were going to let them draft a quarterback or something along those lines, sign a new quarterback, trade for one, and then Brady was going to say, oh, you know what, I've thought about it. Actually, I'm coming out of retirement. So then that would force the Buccaneers to trade Tom Brady, at a lesser value because you already have your quarterback. Mm. Uh, So that was some speculation. Uh, But then as soon as Tom Brady announced his retirement, Flores sued the Dolphins and the NFL. And with that in place, that it was going to be hard to pull this off. And that also Tom Brady wanted to pull in um, Sean Payton with him to be the coach there. Uh, But as soon as they were sued, that kind of, slowed things and that you know the whole Arians him retiring was that he didn't want to work with Tom Brady anymore and as soon as he kind of announced that he was coming back he said thanks but no thanks um it's a lot to handle there's a lot going on there uh I don't know how much of it I do believe but it is it is kind of weird it makes sense Mm -hmm. like if that were a movie I would watch it and say yeah that's believable it's a little bit out there but I can believe it it's not it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard Imagine if this plan would have worked and Sean Payton would have been the coach with Tom Brady as the quarterback, and you still make that trade for Tyreek Hill. That is terrifying. Yeah. Like, the speed that Miami would have with the experience of Brady, holy cow. And the defense, I mean, again, it's not awful. It wasn't great last year, but the year before it was fantastic. And then they still went on, like, what, a seven, eight-game win streak this last season? So they've shown that they can win games, and boom, you throw in a great offensive coach and Tom Brady at quarterback. Yeah, Sean Payton and Tom Brady together would have been scary. Yeah. I do wonder 
And again, uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, went to Michigan. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, he was the guy that even said, like, I'm not trying to take Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. I want him at Michigan. Tom Brady, also a Michigan guy. So there's some relationships there, too, that make you wonder if this was true. And I think it also makes you wonder what Tom Brady's plan is, or at least it does for me. What's Tom Brady's plan for next year? Yeah. I mean, when he's not on contract anymore. He's going to be with the Buccaneers. Is he going to try to work his way to Miami? Well, if he's not on contract, does he he's like not working Mike out McDaniel? with Tua. Yeah. I mean, Mike McDaniel is a fantastic offensive-minded like individual. Or, uh, you know, there's a lot of 49ers speculation, too. Maybe if they finally trade Jimmy G, or hell, even if they don't, he's off the books next year as well. If Trey Lance struggles this year, maybe you bring in Brady, and he gets to finish out his career as a 49er. That'd just be so crazy. It would. It's the idea of Brady bouncing to like another two or three teams before he's officially done after such a long tenure with the Patriots is crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of weird even to see him in a Bucks mm-hmm. uniform. And now it's like, oh, you're going to go to Miami. What is up with guys in the AFC East just bouncing around within that division? Is that a thing? Well, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, if you played for Miami, it's, like, almost inevitable that you go play for the Patriots. Same with the, or the Jets or the Bills. Like, the there's just always been so is... much rotation within that entire division. The only one I can think of is Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> and then, like, Wes Welker. Uh, some defensive players bounce from, like... Who'd uh, Wes Welker play for? The Dolphins. Did he? I don't remember him as a Dolphin. Yeah, I remember him as a Bronco. unknown in Miami. And, and a Patriot. Then, yeah, he was unknown in Miami, goes to New England, blows up, and then goes to Denver with Peyton. Yeah. But, I mean, same thing with the coaches. Like, you leave coach as, you know, from New England, you go to Miami or the Jets mm-hmm. or the Bills, and it's just. You know, one of the, the reasons probably to it is that the Patriots don't give a fuck about trading within the division. <laughs> like, you're still going to have to beat us. We don't care. Yeah, you want <laughs> Flores to go to Miami? See you later. Have fun. Uh, we don't care. We still have Belichick and, you know, at the time, Brady. So that is, that's that's probably why it's like, yeah, walk out the door. Bye-bye, Kyle Vannoy. You can go to the Dolphins. <laughs> Actually, we're going to get you back here in a couple of years. So, yeah, you do have a point. Or even uh, Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. That uh, was another one. Uh, didn't the – Ryan Fitzpatrick's bounced around a little bit. Chad Pennington went from the Jets to the Dolphins. I don't remember Chad Pennington as a Dolphin either. <laughs> You don't? No. I think it was when he tried to come back. I was just like, this ain't working. <laughs> and he was just really incredibly yeah. bad. Shoulder gone. I, I have a hot take about Chad Pennington, actually. I think he's the greatest Jets quarterback of all time. I think it's hard to argue that. <laughs> it, like it is. Him or Sanchez. I like to say that on Twitter sometimes, and people will be like, no, wait a second. He might be. Yeah. I mean, even when you look at Sanchez, took him to the AFC Championship game. Was it twice? Yeah. And a lot of people throw out Namath. Take away Namath's fur coat, and I don't think he's the same guy. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was the first, like, superstar quarterback. They're like, oh, man, he's cool. He's flashy. The first NFL personality. He actually fucking sucks at football, but, man, he's cool. <laughs> and that's why. I, and these ladies love that fur coat. <laughs> yeah. You they want to share some of that. Also, this was like the era where people would just draft guys based off of, yeah, it looks like he can play the position. He would be good for marketing. Yeah, there's numerous stories about like it, people in the 60s just drafting people because they thought they looked good in a magazine. Like, eh, this will sell tickets. Man, I don't remember the names. Name might have been one. 
that's actually kind of a good idea to help get popularity to the sport. Yeah. And it worked for Namath and the Jets. I mean, even a lot of people I still think to this day are look at Joe Namath or you hear that name and you're like, oh, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. What you don't realize about Joe Namath is that he threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns. <laughs> he won one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And did it. He was one of the first guys, maybe the first guy to ever be, to declare they were going to win. Yeah, guaranteed. led the league in passing yards three times, led the league in touchdowns once, led the league in interceptions four times. So I don't know. You just you can't convince me that Joe Namath was good. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he was thrown for a bunch of yards, like threw for four thousand yards in the sixties, cool. He also threw for twenty eight um, interceptions. Completion percentage, absolute garbage. Career completion percentage, 50. Someone goes, would you rather have Joe Namath or Joe Flacco? That's tough because I think the heiress, but Joe Flacco. (laughs) Yeah, I would as well. He's huge. (laughs) Hell of an arm. Yeah. I I don't know. Even like arguing it about their own generation and, and what they were able to do, I still think Joe Flacco probably better. He had that he had that playoff run where he looked like he was an elite quarterback. I mean, that's where all the jokes come from. He looked very good. I also just I hate Joe Namath. I can't Why? stand him. He's so overrated. Okay. Like he might have been. I didn't know if it was one good. of those deals where like you tried to say hi to him one time in New York and he blew you off. You're like, fuck this guy. Your stats blow. You don't belong in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he did also try to kiss Susie Colbert when he was drunk on the sidelines. That was a shady move. The yeah. whole the, like wearing the fur coats and things like that. Like I don't. He was just, he was a superstar, but nobody like knows why. He's like the first Kardashian. It's like man, this guy is really famous. Why? Because he's not very good at what he does. That's my Joe Namath take. Chad Pennington, best quarterback in Jets history, though. Um, we also had some basketball last night, which was very exciting. I'll tell you, I got caught up watching uh, baseball. And forgot all about the play-in games, but mm-hmm. then still got the alert. The Nets won. The Timberwolves won. That's exciting. Cool. More games tonight. More games Friday. The most exciting part last night was that there was a fan that tried to glue themselves to the floor, which is one of the wildest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Even watching the clips back, they're like, oh, no, it looks like a fan has fallen onto the floor. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck happened down there? Like, from the rafters? She Where just did she stumble come from? all the way across the stand. <laughs> right, and then they thought that it might be um, even just like a fan that had come out or a um, um, arena worker, yes. somebody that just fell on the floor. No, this lady tried to Elmer's glue herself to <laughs> the floor. What are you thinking? How did, how did you think this was going to play out in your mind? Even if you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to glue myself to the floor. And you think that's a good idea? You might need some better glue and some more glue to, like, you know, actually stick. To yeah, you should have gorilla glued the shit out of that. You should have dumped a five-gallon bucket of glue and then just laid in it. Yeah, like, it's going to be hard to get a five-gallon bucket of glue in the stadium. You're going to be like, hey, uh, man, what are you doing with the glue? I'm just attached to the game. I love it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, This is just uh, water. (laughs) It's a gallon of water. Uh, Just a big jug. But, you know, like a bottle of glue is not sticking you to the floor. Uh, Super glue even. Well, if you get that quick dry shit, 10 seconds. I've had that happen to a friend. 
They were like wood super glue. They accidentally you. glued their finger to a piece of wood. <laughs> it wasn't me. I watched him because he's like, oh, my God, this dried so fast. I've had it happen with my fingers before. And I've been like, oh, shit. Like, I, I have to get this underwater right now. He <laughs> was trying to fix, like, one of my daughter's part. toys that uh-huh. had broken. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll super glue it back together. It's fine. It's whatever. And too much of the super glue came out, got on my fingers. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this is really sticking. But still, what? It, even if I get on board with, like, okay, you're trying to make a statement. You want your attention. The execution of trying to glue yourself to a wooden floor just really failed. Oh, I mean, you just look like an idiot. And there's a white handprint on the court. <laughs> I know that's Elmer's glue. That's Elmer's school glue. You can eat that and be okay. I know that that's what she used. You can eat that? You can eat glue, yeah. You never ate glue? No. Man, you guys are so soft in your generation. Yeah, yeah, we're soft. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, oh, my God, not eating glue. <laughs> I, I didn't do it either, but there would be kids be like, I'm going to eat this glue in, like, first grade. Like, I bet you won't, and they would. I remember when uh, people would glue their hands and I'd peel it off. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. Three years ago when I was teaching, and I was doing it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys want to see something cool? <laughs> Give me, like, five minutes. <laughs> I burned my hand really bad last night. Look. Oh, peeling off the skin. Yeah, I did that. You 100% did, didn't that, you? That's a real story. <laughs> True story. I put Elmer's glue all over my hand on the top side of it uh-huh. and like up like by my wrist even and was like holding it like, ah, oh, I'm hurt. I'm injured. Students walk in the classroom like, what happened? And I was like, I burnt my hand last night trying to grill. I was grilling some food and burnt my hand. I'm like, wow, that's crazy looking. I was like, I know. It's all dead skin. And then uh, as the classroom started to fill up, you know, I started peeling it off. I'm like, you're gross. That's just glue. I'm like, no, it's not. I, I promise. And I would even hit him with like a, I'm a teacher. I'm an adult. You think I'd put Elmer's glue all over my hand and pull this joke off? And then they'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like a, a grown-up wouldn't do that. <laughs> Psych, bitch, I did do it. I do have five bottles of Elmer's glue opened underneath my desk covering my hand now. But you believed it. And here we are. Now let's learn some math. <laughs> you dumbass fifth graders didn't see a chance. I got you this time. But, man, PETA, I don't know what's up with these people. I like animals. Yeah, I love them. I've never I, thought, man, i got to protect these animals. I'm going to go glue myself to a floor. But the thing was, it was like over a chicken farm that a player has or somebody, and they had to kill the chickens because they got uh-huh. some type of chicken flu. Right. One, I didn't know chickens could get the flu. Bird flu? Well, bird flu hurt. I heard it referred to literally as chicken flu. That's what confused me. So that's yeah. where I was just like, didn't know there was a chicken flu. Uh-huh. But it was like, that's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah, you, you don't want all your chickens feed getting that the chicken flu. chicken to humans. <laughs> like, when, when are Peter's going to start sticking up for human rights? I'm an animal too. Rawr, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't understand it. I, I, cool. I like chickens. You don't want to eat them. That's whatever. Stop trying to glue yourself to the floor stop throwing red blood on people wearing fur coats like joe namath and stuff like that it's just it's absolute nonsense it makes zero sense i don't understand why they do it speaking of making zero sense i heard a lot of people <laughs> i'm an animal uh i saw a lot of people talking about this this morning you know just scrolling through twitter uh, like I said, I didn't watch the basketball games last night. 
But they were giving the Timberwolves a lot of shit over their celebration. And I'm like, man, they won the play-in game. Like, that's cool. Give them a break. You got some young players on this team and some veteran guys like Pat Bev who have been kind of kicked to the side and, you know, not a part of the teams that he used to be part of. So first, I definitely thought, like, let them go. Let them have their moment. I tell you what, though. Then I saw the highlights of them celebrating. It's too much. It's way too much. I don't know if you got to see it this morning. They were at home, weren't they? Yeah. They were at home in Minnesota, I believe. Um, But you got guys jumping on top of tables, like the scorer's table. Like Kevin Garnett just won the NBA Finals for the first time in his career, jumping on tables. Pat Beverly was crying, openly weeping. Again, we're a pro-crying podcast. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You want to shed some tears. You're happy. I get it. But then you also have this man celebrating in the post-game press conference, like drinking beer, like, man, I'm going to go out and party. Like, I, we just won the play-in game. Even Anthony Edwards is sitting next to him, and he's like, well, it's over now. Got to get ready for the next game. Pat Beverly just going wild. I cannot believe celebrating a play-in game like that. When was the last time Pat Beverly went to the playoffs, though? Like with the Clippers two years ago? <laughs> Probably last year with whoever he was playing with. You know, it's just been a long, it's just been a long <laughs> right, time, like this, man. And for some of those guys, like an Anthony Edwards, young player, happy to be like uh-huh. officially in the playoffs for the first time. Not the first time for Pat Beverly. So I don't, and he was the one celebrating the most. <laughs> so I don't get it. I don't know what was happening there. I don't know why he was so excited about it. But I mean, he was a member of the Clippers. Pat Beverly from 2018 to 2021, they made it to the playoffs probably every single year. He was there. So I don't know. It, it just it felt like a little bit too much on the celebration for me. Not to be a complete thief of joy, but also maybe just turn it down a notch. You didn't win the finals. You didn't win a playoff series. Let's, let's celebrate like that. Later, I'm trying to think if, like, you know, he had more of an impact in leading the team this time around than he did with the Clippers. Uh, with him crying, it is a little different, but I will say, like, when you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, last year they won 23 games. This season they won 46. So they doubled their wins and they're mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So, like, that's a huge turn for them. And they make yeah, the playoffs. great. That's comp- awesome. Love that for him. I'm all about the celebrating. The crying, I do think, and like you said, we are – Pro crying. So I cried three days ago watching 1883. I can admit that. Laying in bed at 1 o'clock, didn't think the show was going to go on that long. I was hooked, and it had me crying like a little girl. It's fine. It's part so of 1 it. o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Shedding, shedding some tears. Laying in bed. A little, <laughs> little sad Sunday. 1 a.m. I say crying. I wasn't crying. like I was crying like a man. That's what it is. <laughs> what was that? That was crying or that was Saturday morning cartoons? Oh, God bless it, man. Saturday night crying. Saturday night crying. Or it's a mixture. Night crying. I, my point here to the Timberwolves, <laughs> it's a huge change in a season. God, that's so weird how it just it switches that fast on where things can go for me. Yeah, it just turns on and then turns off. It's quick. It happens. Like a light switch. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, I created a Google Sheet yesterday of some of the things that we talk about on the podcast that, you know, maybe – you don't listen every day. So people are thinking, what the hell are they talking about? Why do they keep referencing like Saturday morning cartoons? 
Yeah. What is it? Go back and listen to the Friday episode for one. Two, there is a Google sheet that I've thought about sharing with people that just kind of talks about like the NIF thing. Some people might be wondering like, what is the NIF joke? I don't get it. Where did it originate? Got it for you. Uh, I have one up there. It's a, a sheet the last time we cried. It's up there. I cried on Sunday. I uh, watched the video of a dog being adopted. And this <laughs> little fucker, they called him Wiggles. And he's, or Waggles. I don't remember which one it was. He's just wagging his tail, super excited. He gets outside. He, has, he can't contain himself. So excited. He's pissing everywhere. And they're like, oh, my God, this dog's so happy. And I am just crying. Just tears down the cheek, cry. Then that's when I classify it as a cry. Do I have tears down the cheek? That's a cry. <laughs> tears in the eye, that's not a cry, but I'm close. Tears down the cheek, that's a cry. Got one of those. Embarrassing movies that we watch, I'm into Ultimatum. I've already had one person tell me they're in now too. Got them hooked. Yeah. And I saw somebody even tweeting about it yesterday that I follow. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person did this on Ultimatum. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I can talk about it. Tried to finish it yesterday. Couldn't. Last episode comes out today. So I will finish season one today. Look at you go. have an update for you guys tomorrow. Uh, let's also get to some of our great sponsors because we haven't even done that yet. Uh, Roper Kia. Go check them out. Look for their inventory. Look at their inventory. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. Mention us here at Miked Up. You're going to save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Yeah, next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. The best part about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. I about lost it started reading these comments here in the middle of that ad read. That was a bad idea. Yeah, but at least you said if. <laughs> kind of ruined the rest of it. <laughs> you Did said I really? If. You said if. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Try not to focus on it at all today. Whatever. You read the comment. The top comment on the chat is, all right, BC, remember, tongue to the bottom of your mouth. Nope. I was reading, but not a light <laughs> switch connected to Wi-Fi. Ah. That well, I how about, thought was hilarious. Maybe you skipped over this comment. I don't even know what this means. Um, NFL Draft Scout says, BC had happy tissues in the morning and sad tissues in the evening. I don't even know what happy tissues are. <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, you know. <laughs> anyway, speaking of happy tissues, uh, Mel Kuyper released another mock draft. And uh, you can find that on ESPN. It's probably behind a paywall. I don't know if that's an ESPN Plus thing or, or not. But I do think that it's very interesting as we get closer and closer to the draft, which is two weeks away, like 15 days away. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of buzz about that number one overall draft pick. And I wonder if we're going to see some change there. Trayvon Walker, uh, rumored by numerous people to be the number one overall draft pick. In Mel's mock, he does have Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall. But there has been a lot of buzz about a Trayvon Walker type. Yeah, there has been. Sorry, these comments about me and freaking Saturday cartoons are just... Throwing me for a loop. It is crazy, though, <clears throat> when you mention this about Trayvon Walker potentially getting that number one hype here to the Jacksonville Jaguars because I feel like this is a name. It didn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but it was definitely one of those situations where he, at least to me, wasn't projected this high. And all of a sudden, you know, you go from Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, who 
Thibodeau last year, looking back, it was just like, okay, this is a guy that's going to go number one. It felt like you could almost lock it in. And as the year went on and we've started to go through like the senior bowl and the combine, more of these workouts, Aiden Hutchison has just taken that one spot for the Jaguars. And then we just kind of watched Kayvon Thibodeau fall lower and lower through kind of the draft rankings. But here when you look at Mike Mayock's, um, <laughs> excuse me, Mel Kuyper's mock draft here, you realize he's going number four, so he's not falling that much. And Aiden Hutchinson's still going number one. But the fact that Trayvon Walker is now ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau has become like more well-known and it just kind of seems to be the deal right now. But Aiden Hutchinson, still the number one pick here for Mel Kuyper. Do you think there is a real change that Walker could actually get the number one spot, or do you think it's all just kind of like smoke? And if it is, why is the Jaguars blowing any smoke at all if Aiden Hutchinson's the guy you want? It could be. This is definitely a smoke screen season where um, if you're not that big of an NFL draft fan, teams will start putting out false information as a smoke screen of, hey, don't look at this player, look at this player, or we might draft this player. Now make a trade up for him. I don't necessarily understand it with the Jaguars and what they could be thinking. This it could also be like the the Lions putting out some bullshit of hey they're they're interested in Trayvon Walker like trade up with us and you can get Aiden Hutchinson. Or you know we've seen the Forty ers do this in the past all the way back to the Mitch Trubisky stuff of hey somebody's going to trade up and get your guy. They're coming up to two. You better trade up and get him if you want him. Like, you don't have to trade that much. Come get him if you want him. So you'll see a lot of that stuff. I don't know if I am buying into it, but it is, it's definitely circulating out there. It is a real thing, not just me uh, bullshitting about, oh, there's big news. Like, there, there are actually legit rumors. The Trayvon Walker could go number one, and he's, he's a super athletic edge rusher, but so is Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not really buying into it. Yet. We'll see, though. Is there a possibility that like they could just be doing this to get a team to trade up? Oh, yeah. 100%. But are you, they going to trade up for Trayvon Walker? Are they going to trade up for a quarterback? Like, Who are you trading up to get? Like, yeah. If you are the Houston Texans or the New York Jets at four, you know, or the Giants or somebody here, and you're like, hey, maybe we can move back and get more picks in the first round, who, like, who are, is another team coming up to get uh, within the top five? It could be like a scenario where the Jaguars say, come up and get your pass rusher because all along they've wanted an offensive tackle. Yeah. Hey, hey, come up to one and get Trayvon Walker if you want him or Aiden Hutchinson if you want him and try to force like the Texans' hand. Like Texans, come up and get a pass rusher. They drop back to three and get the offensive tackle they've wanted all along, which might be a little weird because their offseason moves. Mm -hmm. But that's just a, a scenario of how that could work what could happen, but I don't know that I am buying into it. I, I did think one thing was interesting looking at this mock draft again. Um, has Aiden Hutchinson going number one? Has Sauce Gardner going number two? Threw me for a you huge. You do not see corners go that high ever. The last time it happened, it was, it was actually the Detroit Lions took Jeff Okuda at three. And so maybe that pairing of Jeff Okuda – and Sauce Gardner, I like both those corners. I think Akuda's had his struggles in the league so far. That seems a little bit high for a corner. Mm -hmm. But I've seen stranger things happen. I've seen the Seahawks take running backs in the first round that should have been third rounders. So maybe <laughs> it happens at two. Uh, I, I don't know. I like Sauce Gardner. I think it's also interesting looking at a couple of these other draft picks. Number six overall, the Carolina Panthers selecting the first quarterback. 
in Malik Willis. And I think this one's interesting because this week we're seeing like a lot of the NFL news has been this player is going to visit this team. And when you look at the Panthers and who they are bringing in, it's damn near every quarterback. Yeah. They have visits planned with Willis, Pickett, Ritter, Hal, Corral, and even Bailey Zappi. So, I mean, they are looking at every quarterback in this draft class, which I, I think is risky. I, maybe this is coming down from ownership of, hey, you got to draft a quarterback, need a quarterback. This isn't the class to do it in, though. And, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe a lot of other people will be wrong, too. And a guy like Malik Willis will turn out to be very good. Yep. But it just it doesn't feel that way. And even guys like Kenny Pickett, I don't think he should be a first-round draft pick. Um, I, don't think he, I don't think he should be. Now, the fact if he will be, most likely. Yeah, I feel he, like everyone I think almost has him just kind of locked in um, to the Saints. Now, Kuyper doesn't here in this draft. He has him actually going to the Steelers, not to just throw out the entire thing out here. But like, if you're the Steelers, are you really going to draft a Kenny Pickett after getting right. Mitchell Trubisky? Do, do, you do, want, you, do you feel good about that, having Kenny Pickett as your Do you want to take like, the hometown kid in a sense? Right, yeah. I did. I have seen a lot of people, and I hope that it's joking, of like, man, the last time you let a quarterback out of your backyard get away, it didn't work out for you. Yeah, that was Dan Marino. That was maybe a little bit different. Now, he was drafted pretty low in the first round. Dan Marino versus Kenny Pickett still feels a little bit different. I wasn't um, exactly scouting Dan Marino when he came yeah, out. I'll say it's a lot of bit different. You're a freaking moron if you're going to try and compare those two guys. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what will happen. With that one, there are a couple other quarterback visits going on. Uh, the Steelers are also like even with this one, and maybe maybe I overlooked it. The quarterbacks that the Steelers are looking at are Matt Corral and Carson Strong. I haven't even seen Kenny Pickett on their list, but um, that could change, I guess, or maybe I just overlooked it. And another one that's uh, recent is that the Seattle Seahawks are looking at Desmond Ritter. Uh, that could even be like a nice little second round. I don't think they would do that in the first round. There's not enough buzz around that one, but maybe in the second round, you take a guy like Desmond Ritter. I would, I would like that if I were mm-hmm. a Seahawks fan, going after a guy like him in the second round. But a lot of quarterback visits, uh, a lot of guys going to be shuffling up and down the board as we get closer to the draft, which I, I really love. Like I'm back in it now. Like I took a little hiatus, got into some college basketball. Now I'm filling my time with NFL draft stuff, mm-hmm. which is exciting once again. I even saw. Old Mel comparing Garrett Wilson. He has Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, going number eight overall in this class. And even this morning, I saw him saying this could be the Jamar Chase of this year, uh, meaning that this is the receiver that could come in and just absolutely go off in the NFL. Immediately, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't hate that. I don't know that he's going to be the caliber of receiver that Jamar Chase is, but I do think that he is an NFL-ready receiver. You put him... In that lineup with guys like Kyle Pitts and I, I guess I assume Marcus Mariota, he might be the number one target on that team, which is what Jamar Chase was. So I can kind of see that one, but he has the re- first receiver going off the board at eight. Um, the Jets taking another one at ten. So a lot, lot going on. And really, honestly, even looking at this draft, this mock draft with Mel Kiper, it's not like the other ones that I've seen. the The first overall pick. Okay, that one was a little bit of a gimme. But even though, you know, going and having a guy like Sauce Gardner go too, 
Trayvon Walker three. It's it's not like the the chalk that we have been seeing. So I think in this last month, last couple of weeks leading up to the draft, we are going to see a lot of changes. Yeah, going on, and I expect some trades to happen within the next three weeks as well. Teams trying to move up. I don't I don't think we're done with the pre-draft trades by any means. I do have a question for you, and I don't think it's something we talked about, so I'm sorry if I put you on the spot if you may not be ready for it. But when we talk about these quarterbacks, it's pretty much solidified we don't care about any of them in a sense of like these are going to be the guys that are going to go change the franchise and be the face of it. But we look at these receivers, and there's so many of them here in the first round that we've discussed and names have moved. You know, could this guy sneak in the first? Is he truly a second-day kind of guy? What What are your rankings on the receivers? Do you have like a top five or, you know, top guy out of this class you're like this is the guy that i think could be the best receiver that's discussed within the first round um i do if i can pull it up um yeah oh that's really old so it looking at my big board that i have with guys uh i like some of the receivers i'm not crazy about them uh drake london is my number one receiver okay. i like i think that he's a guy that can go up and get the ball he's not super explosive but i don't think he needs to be Almost like a Mike Williams with the Chargers. Like, yeah, he's not going to create separation. He doesn't need to. Yeah. He can use his body as a shield. He's got great big hands and jumps out the gym. Former basketball player. I like him a lot. I still I, I have Jameson Williams as wide receiver number two, actually. And um, I, I don't know why he fell so far. I do because of the ACL injury. He's going to recover from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried about that. But I also like uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave quite a bit. Uh, I have them at three and four. They're kind of tied for me. They're kind of close with what I have. And then I do love Christian Watson. I have him as wide receiver five. Uh, his size and speed just kind of separates himself. Because even like the next guy, Traylon Burks, mm-hmm. checks the box of speed in game time. He's got the size. I do wonder a little bit about his conditioning. Is he going to stay around 225, or is he going to balloon up to 235, 240? Because even, I mean, adding 10 to 15 pounds, you're probably going to be slower. And there's just there's a lot of talk that that could happen. And then you get into some of the other receivers, um, like a Jahan Dotson, John Mechie, George Pickens. I don't love those guys. So they're about five or six that I do like and that I'd probably take in the first round and then there's some others that I'd probably just wait for I feel like I've been seeing a lot more hype kind of come around the name George Pickens what is like the concerns I know there's been some off the field issues there's been an injury as well but it's like if we're gonna have the injury be something that's a negative for Pickens why is it one of those things for Jameson Williams where it's like oh like he'll be fine like he can come back and he'll be okay I think it's I think both of them are still the same with Jamison Williams, you've just seen the ability to make that big play. And so it's like, oh, okay, he got injured, he'll be fine. But, man, we've already we've seen it. With yeah. George Pickens, he's got the potential, but he always left you wanting more. I'm like, oh, man, you almost showed me what you're capable of. Yeah, I've seen what Jamison Williams is capable of. With George Pickens, it's like, man, that was a really good play. You never really put together, like, a great season. You never showed me you could be that big-time number one receiver. And part of it was last year – he got hurt. Part of it was that he has Stetson Bennett thrown to him. That's what I was going to ask. Could some of it be <laughs> the quarterback situation for George? 100%. Um, I still like George Pickens. There has been some maturity questions about him that I've seen, um, which I don't, I don't know. I've never talked to the guy. I just know what I've read and heard. 
But I, I do like him. If the Chiefs drafted him at 29, I wouldn't be upset about it. But even his best season at Georgia was his freshman season. He got 49 balls, 727 yards, eight touchdowns. That was his best year. His sophomore year, he came back, 36 catches, missed some game because of injury, six touchdowns. Last year, played in four games, five catches. Now, he was coming off of an ACL injury, so I, I don't hold that one against him. But it is that's another thing that's a, a little bit concerning for him. Whereas Jamison Williams, what's his concern? He transferred from Ohio State. That <laughs> He was really good at Alabama and then got hurt. So that's what kind of separates those two guys, at least for me. And even like the transferring, who, who knows why. But I know that last year he put up 79 catches and 15 touchdowns yeah. in the SEC. That takes a really good, talented player to do that. So that's kind of where those two guys separate. For me, I think the receiver position will be very exciting because I do think that we could see two go top ten. It, but the Falcons may be taking one. The Jets need one. Wouldn't even be surprised if the Giants took one because they have two first round or two top ten picks. So a lot can change though in these next couple of weeks. Like I said, I don't think that we're done with trades. I think that we could see some teams move up. Um, even the Bears, um, like we get here in the chat. Well, the Bears try to pair Fields up with Olave, Williams, or Wilson, I would not be surprised. Uh, they would have to trade up. I'm not sure what they have as far as draft capital, though. But I do – I like that. Even last year with Jamar Chase and um, Joe Burrow, guys that already know each other, I think that can be a deal breaker. I'm not, like, going out of my way to put Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson with Justin Fields. But if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at, okay, we can draft Christian Watson – or Garrett Wilson. I'm probably going to give that tiebreaker to Garrett Wilson because Justin Fields already knows him in Chicago. So you're saying you will put credit to that? Only if it's a tiebreaker. Okay. I was going to say, even after seeing like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow this past season, I feel yeah. like everyone's going to be like, oh, we absolutely have to do this. We have to keep this. We, if we can get this connection from college to the NFL, it's going to be fantastic. I feel like that's where everyone's going to – it's the copycat league aspect of it. You know what I mean? No, I, I don't think that's a copycat thing. I think that's that's a one-time deal. Like last year, if the Bengals loved Devontae Smith, loved him, they're drafting him. They don't give a shit if Joe Burrow's thrown to him before. They're drafting him. But they really liked Jamar Chase. And then, okay, they also played together. Let's go ahead and do that. But uh, under no circumstances should that play a part into – who you're like trading up to get, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. it's, it, I think it only comes into play if it's a, a tiebreaker. Like, man, we, we like both of these guys the same. We can draft either one of them. What do you think? Well, our quarterback already has a relationship and likes one of them. Let's go there. Yep. But I, I don't think the Bears are looking at this situation and saying, we, we really like some of the receivers that are there that are available, but we've got to make a big move because Justin Fields has played with Garrett Wilson before. That kind of situation yeah. but i mean a lot to like with a lot of these quarterback pairings a lot to like with club 609 as well one of the best happy hours no stop it no the best happy hour not one of the best happy hour in town runs from two o'clock until eight o'clock two for one drink specials two dollar draft pours at club 609 definitely go check it out again that's two drinks for the price of one and um, not stingy with that alcohol it's definitely a must go-to spot if you're ever in the area, if you're passing through, if you're stopping by, visit Club 609. 
Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of the heart of Joplin, how about this? Downtown Loop, located right here at First and Main Street. They've been here for a while. They know what they're doing. They're great at what they do as well. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownloop.com for their full list of services. Also, it is not a matter of it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. Make sure you get that done and taken care of right here at Downtown Lube in Joplin, Missouri. Got him. Couldn't do it. Fuck. <laughs> what was that? Just lean into it. Just Watching uh, cartoons over there? Nerds. <laughs> Nerds. I don't even know why you try to fix it. Uh, I'm not anymore. Work. I'm done. Just even even when, like, It's impossible. Tyler earlier was like, oh, just put your tongue in the bottom of your mouth. I was like, ooh, watch your mouth. <laughs> Dude, that's what she said. <laughs> right. I just, I don't think that you can do it. Uh, let's play a little Would You Rather today, though. Uh, would you rather glue yourself to the floor or tie yourself to a tree? If you're an activist. What floor? Like a basketball court or just like... Yeah, it's got to be like a popular one, not just like your... Yeah, I was going to say. Because like it's the same situation with the tree, right? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Probably glue myself to the floor. Because like I would make sure it's my clothing that gets glued, not my freaking hands. Last but night- a tree, I feel like... Let's say I try to wrap it around my freaking waist or whatnot to, like, hold myself there. And if I somehow slip through and I accidentally hang myself on the tree, it's not going to be a good situation. Or what if they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Bulldozing the tree anyway. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, great. I'm I think there's a little here. bit more risk involved with the old tree yep. situation. But with the floor, last night, I mean, if you really want to be an activist, if you love animals the way PETA says they love animals, assuming, again, this was a PETA situation – you got to start with the hair. You can take a shirt off. Like, oh, no problem. Sorry, lady. Hope you got a bra on underwear under there. We're taking the shirt off of you. We're cutting it off. You glue your hair to the floor. That's a statement. Well, that's not necessarily something I could do. Not but... you, but like, yeah, this person or the next yeah, one. Yeah, they just cut your hair, though. Like, you started with your hand or your wrist? No, like, at least, like, start with, like, fabric or something that's going to actually stick. Like, your hand? That was stupid. I want to know how much time she spent gluing her hand before going out there. Was it one of those deals, like, you pull out there, almost <laughs> going, like, I gotta fucking hurry up. She's running out there with her hand, yeah. like, out in front of her, like, oh, I hope this doesn't dry yet. It's dripping. It slaps it on the floor. <laughs> hand is just stinging and burning. I don't know. I'm going with the, the tree in this one, though. Really? I'm not trying to fuck around with some glue. Glue scares me. If you're like real glue, like if you really <laughs> wanted to get yourself stuck to the floor and you're using like super glue, because like I said before, trying to fix like a toy with some super glue in that brief moment where I could not get my fingers apart, terrifying. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I do it to my clothes. Yeah, that's what they should have done. Yeah, like I'm lathering my pants up with some glue and I'm just going out there and like belly flop on the floor. Yeah, ass. <laughs> Cannonball to the yeah. floor. Good idea. Not mm-hmm. belly, because that the glue oozes through. You're in big trouble. Does it ooze through? I mean, if, assuming it will, if you like compress it. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like the glue's just like we're not going through this fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never played around with glue that much. I just put it on my skin. This is assumption. I haven't either, but I think that's a logical thought. I think we might have to try it. Who's I think we to do get it? a couple different types of glue. And we try to glue you to, like, maybe just, like, the sidewalk or something. To a sidewalk? 
I don't want to do it in the office. We have carpet in here. I'm not gluing myself to it. <laughs> I'm not going to get the owner's permission to be like, hey, by the way, we want to try glue <laughs> big country to the tile floor in the pantry in the kitchenette area. No, we just go Can you to glue the yourself to concrete? Yeah, only one way to find it out. (laughs) (laughs) Or we do it at like uh, one of these local gas stations. You run in there and you're like, I love chickens. Stop eating them. (laughs) Boom. Now you're glued to the floor. JPD has dealt with much weirder stuff. Oh, 100%. Much weirder stuff than, hey, we have an adult man trying to glue himself to the Casey's floor. What if we did a silent protest and we go sit in front of the chickens in the store? Just right in front of the warmer. You don't even say a thing. You just sit there. Well, you have to have like a shirt on to send the message or something. You just write. Or your maybe you don't have a shirt on. Maybe it's painted on your chest in red paint to symbolize blood. Mm. Maybe we do that. I don't know. I'm taking the tree in this one. Uh, we have a lot of spring football leagues coming up. Are you hey, an yo. XFL or a USFL? I'm guy? going XFL. You know, I try to look at the USFL, try to get behind the Birmingham Stallions, and it's just it's not happening. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like the St. Louis Battlehawks. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, just it's not good. Is that one? The XFL? I believe so. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I know that the USL, USFL starts this Saturday, and I can't wait to not watch that one because it won't be. I don't care. I I've mean, the XFL, you got like the Dallas Renegades, the I New wouldn't... York Guardians, the D.C. Defenders. Bum, bum, bum. Are people still excited about this? Sound off in the chat if you're in there. Are you guys excited about USFL and XFL stuff? Because I'm not. You got me with like the AFL for a little bit, and I was like, I'm going to check this out. It's springtime. I need football in my life. Got a little bit excited about it, and then me, just like everyone else, mm-hmm. Stopped watching in week two. By week three, gone. Dunzo. League collapsed. Making pay- players pay for their own way home. I'm just not in. I'm not interested. So, like in this- the New Orleans Breakers and your logo's the wave, like a wave breaker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly. The Pittsburgh Maulers. The Michigan Panthers. Might as well just be the Michigan Wildcats. Get your head in the game. Right. That's what you need to do is you need to like go and talk to these movies. Like people have made movies and be like, hey, by the way, we're the Titans and we're stealing the uniforms from Remember the Titans. Yes. Like whatever the teams off the replacements were or Or steal like a freaking you know like uh colleges or high schools will use the same logo as like an NFL or college team. Mm -hmm. Do that with these. You need to do something. I, like you tell me like you can't a, come up with like a Birmingham Bulldogs. With any BBs. given Sunday was like the Sharks. I just steal directly steal that. It worked in AAA um, when the Tampa Ray, Tampa Bay Rays did. Mm-hmm. They're the Durham Bulls off of the movie. Oh, I thought the movie was based off of that. No, they are based off the movie. That's fucking genius, then. Right? Just do I also that. their Maybe jerseys you'll... looked sick last week. I don't know if you saw those. I did. Maybe yeah. you'll get a little bit more excitement. Off of it though, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of the spring leagues. I don't need to see Shea Patterson throw more interceptions. I've seen enough of that in my life. So like, thank you, no thanks. And even the XFL, I get it. They're trying to partner with the NFL and things like that. That's your best bet. I'm still not. I think watch the XFL. It. I kind of have high hopes for the XFL, especially if they can become like a developmental league for the NFL. <laughs> 
Yeah. Hey, even our guy Jake in the chat says, what time do the games start on Saturday? I already have some stuff to watch in the morning, but in the afternoon, maybe that would free up. Everybody knows you got to watch Saturday morning cartoons. Then <laughs> you're freed up in the afternoon. I'm never going to get away from that. <laughs> no, <you're> not. <laughs> ever, never, ever going to get away from that. But I'm not. I'm not interested in the spring links. Sorry, we're not going to be talking about it here on Mike Top unless something absolutely wild happens. And I don't mean like a running back rushes for 200 yards, a quarterback throws for 500 yards. I mean somebody's going to have to try to glue themselves to a goalpost before I'm talking about it on Mike Up. Because honestly, I'm not going to watch it. It's just not going to happen. Uh, next, would you rather? Would you rather have Derek Carr for $40 million or Kyler Murray for, let's say, I think he's going to get 48 to 50. I think that might be the going rate for him now. He's got to be very happy about that Derek Carr extension. Oh, 100%. Same with Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah. Lamar Jackson's still yet to get paid. Kyler Murray is like, I still got another year to try and prove this. Year. I'm going to try and get it done, though. But <laughs> Since the end of the season, Lamar Jackson probably was around, what do you, what do you say, like 42? If we go back to January, February, you're probably play, paying Lamar Jackson about $42 million. He's done nothing in that time. And he's probably made about $8 million. <laughs> he's done nothing. He's My mom's just... still trying to read through some of her law class stuff. I've made $8 million. Yeah. You're doing She's great, mama. Chapter 6 of How to Negotiate for Dummies. <laughs> and like, we've almost got it figured out. But what I do know is instead of 42 it's going to need to be 50 <laughs> I mean, just all kinds of money that that man's made. But Derek Carr at 40 or Kyler Murray at 48 to 50 I honestly would take Derek Carr at 40 that's what I would much rather have as my quarterback. Kyler Murray's fun for a little bit, but it's just I don't think you're going to win. I don't. I just don't think you can win with Kyler. I'm I'm right there with you, honestly. I'd take Carr, too. I still I just I don't understand why so many people hate him. He's a pretty damn good quarterback, and I, honestly, I'm a little bit nervous to see what he can be with Devonte Adams there and with Darren Waller healthy again. And then, like I said, address you know some of these offensive line issues that you have, which is not much. Maybe get a couple more playmakers. Hunter Renfro is an underrated target, especially if he's the third target on this team. So I'm right there with you. I'm going to take Derek Carr over Kyler Murray, who's going to be a little bit more expensive. And I don't really, I don't have anything to back this up. I do question Kyler Murray after he gets paid. Oh just, yeah. That worries me a little bit. I mean, Some Jesse has a great out. point here in the chat. You know, Derek Carr doesn't delete his Raiders connection on Instagram. No, and still managed to get paid. Yeah. Congratulations to you. Thank you, Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations and thank you because I'm sick of that shit uh, for sure. But even Lamar Jackson, whew, yeah, he got, he's going to get paid. Hope, maybe this offseason? I have no idea. That's a different situation. I think you can look at it and usually guys like him – being the superstar that he was, probably should have gotten paid last year. <laughs> now he's, I guess, betting on himself again, which, honestly, probably a good idea. I mean, I think the Ravens have kind of shot themselves in the foot with it. Like, you almost want to sign this guy before the season starts. Because mm-hmm. if they do stay healthy this next year, they're going to be insane. Because they're just going to reload through the draft. And we know these guys are so good at drafting the right players to come in and make an impact. Your receivers were banged up. You yourself were banged up. Your defense was torn apart through injuries as well. They come back and you stay healthy and you get another receiver in this draft or you know another weapon or another defensive guy that can come in and make an impact for you. The Baltimore Ravens are winning that division. 
And even looking at Lamar Jackson, like take it back an entire year to the mm-hmm. last offseason when he could have signed his contract extension. He's probably getting 40, maybe 42. Yeah. So again, like I, I laugh at the fact that his mom is, is his agent. At some point, we got to admit, they're kind of playing it right. Yeah. <laughs> and just sitting back and waiting. And Mom is like, over there just like, just be patient, honey. Yeah. Are you trying to pay ready. my baby, my baby, $45 million when you know he's worth 50 No. We're not talking. Hang up the phone, Lamar. <laughs> Go clean your room. Let Mama talk. <laughs> Mama wants 50 and that's what Mama's going to get. And Mama's also- going to get over 50 She might get 55 She might, They keep yeah. messing around. And uh, even Ryan mentions in the chat, and Jake too, what about the A's? I'll tell you this. You mentioned the athletic A's, the Oakland A's. At what point are we going to see Kyler Murray do the old John Elway and say, no, I'm going to play baseball. (laughs) I'm not negotiating with you anymore, Arizona. I'm going to play baseball. I say that jokingly. That is something that I do believe could happen. I would not be surprised at all if – Later in the summer, we get pretty deep into it, and Kyler Murray says, actually, I'm going to take BP with the ace. I'm going to be there for a little while. We'll see what happens at spring, not spring training, but um, you know, maybe one of these minor league affiliates. Oh, make a trip up to Vegas, and I'm taking BP with their minor league affiliate in Vegas. And the next thing you know, he's thinking, hey, if they don't sign me to an extension, I'm going to go play baseball. I could 100% see that happening. You think the rumors are coming out like, you know, I've just, I loved baseball this whole time, but I was just trying to chase the money of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought that'd be a better option, but my heart's been baseball this whole time. Mm-hmm. I just. And you pull that Michael Jordan. <laughs> and my dad loved baseball, so. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go try baseball for a couple of years. Maybe, like, that's a better move negotiating wise than deleting shit off Instagram. 100%. Like, if, if he comes out, he starts toying around with baseball. Now I'm a little bit nervous if I'm the Cardinals. Deleting your shit off Instagram, whatever. That's what he should, he should have been adding posts to his Instagram <laughs> yeah. about baseball, not just like right. if you delete gone. all your shit off Instagram for the Cardinals and you add one picture of you in an A's uniform. Cardinals are on the phone. They're on the phone and they're like, "Hey, what's up? What are you doing?" Imagine he does this in February, right? <laughs> during spring training, during the lockout, it's like, "Hey, when that lockout, when it ends, I'm interested." Call me up. Hit me up. Yeah. He's probably already signed to a contract. There's probably some old Let me talk to him, Eric. Let me get your boy a deal. (laughs) (laughs) I could have him signed six years, $300 million right now. You're just living the dream in Arizona. All you had to do was post one picture of you in an A's uniform. I wish we would have thought of this in January. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It ended February when we were in Indianapolis. Like, son of a bitch. Right. Uh, How about one last would you rather? There are a lot of good pass rushers in the NFL draft. Would you rather have Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, or Aiden Hutchinson? I'm taking Aiden Hutchinson for sure. Like, I just, I think he's going to be one of those building, like, just solid foundational pieces that'll come in. He may not be, like, a stud right off the bat. And I know that's what a lot of people might expect a number one pick to be. Just come in, be consistent, and help lead the future of this organization. That's what I want from you. Of I'm course, we want the production on the field, but you know, if you're the Jacksonville like, Jaguars. You need something consistent that's going to be there and lead. He feels like the safest pick. One hundred. You're going to get solid production and leadership from Aiden Hutchinson. It might be six, seven sacks a year. He's going to be on roster. Yep. The other guys, I think they they're boomer bust. Trayvon Walker. 
I really like him, his athletic ability. I mean, go look at his athletic testing. It's through the roof. The production is not there, though. That's the thing that worries me with like the kid the, with Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Mm-hmm. How many studs were on that defensive line that we're talking about going in the first round? Right. It's and it's like you're six. there and you're freakish off the edge in terms of speed and what you test, but your production's not there. Where you got two guys eating up the middle, you got these linebackers, you got the secondary, and you're not producing any stats. It's kind of concerning for me, to be completely honest. Yeah. Like, and I know, you know, we talk about some guys like, oh, well, you know, the numbers weren't there, but when he gets to the league, yep. boom, it definitely it's happened. And that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like you already had like an NFL type of defensive line there at Georgia, like all the way across. I spent a little bit of time last week, not a lot of time, looking at pass rushers in the NFL. Like, okay, who are some really good pass rushers in the NFL, but weren't very productive in college football? Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any. Now, again, I didn't spend a lot of time on it, but I just looked at like guys like Miles Garrett. Like, okay, what was his production like? Dominant. Yeah. Incredible. Chase Young, incredible. Nick Bosa, great, even though he was injured yeah. uh, a lot in college. But, I mean, Trayvon Walker has been injured a lot. And just going through down some of the, the list and looking at some of the players, I never found somebody who was like, oh, you, you're really good in the NFL, but you weren't productive in college. Yeah. That gave me a lot of concern to where it kind of opened my eyes. Again, I didn't, I didn't research it very long. Ten, ten minutes, maybe. Who was the other edge rusher out of Miami? It was Russo and who? A uh, smaller guy. Yeah. He was a Temple transfer, though, even. But, I mean, like, even with them, though, like, it was, like, it was like, okay, which one, like, actually had the better production? Which one has the better upside? Like, I feel like Gregory, it was Gregory Russo, correct? Mm-hmm. He's now with the Buffalo Bills. Wasn't awful this last year. I mean, he's, he yeah. got the pressures, but That was it wasn't a weird anything. year, though, too, because he was an opt-out. He mm-hmm. didn't play in 2020. So it's like, man, you were really productive as a redshirt freshman, then didn't play as a redshirt sophomore, entered the draft. So I kind of throw out that year even of like, oh, this guy wasn't productive then. But, yeah, looking at some of those other guys, the Watt brothers, I was like, how productive were they actually in college? Very, very good. So maybe I'll continue that search today. But that does give me a little bit of pause on guys like Trayvon Walker, who in his best season last year had six sacks. Now, some of it, maybe it is that, you know, you had guys like Devontae Wyatt, you had Jordan Davis, you had uh, Nolan Smith, some of these other guys that aren't even in the draft this year. Maybe it was just, hey, it's a race to the quarterback. I only got there six times, but I'm going to be first in the NFL. I'm going to be able to beat my other teammates there in the NFL. So it, it definitely could happen. But for me, I would, I would take Hutchinson. I might toy around even with Thibodeau at two. I tell yeah. you, and I mentioned this to you yesterday. I really like Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Yeah. We're three weeks away from the draft. I'm, he might end up being my number two pass rusher. I really? Think he's Hutchinson? Yeah. Johnson? Yeah. I can't imagine that I would put him over Hutchinson. But, I mean, I think he belongs in that category with Trayvon Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau for sure. I, I just I really like him. He was, a, he was one of those senior bowl guys that we got to go see. And I, maybe I'm a little biased even about those some of those senior bowl guys, but. Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, yeah. uh, 11 and a half sacks last year. So he checks that, that box for me on production. And also, um, size-wise, you've got to be 255-plus for me. If you're below that, I, I think there's also some, some stats and some trends that show you this guy's not going to be able to rush the, rush the passer yep. in the NFL. So, I mean, he, he definitely checks that box for me. Productive, size, speed. 
I, I like him a lot. But three weeks left until the NFL draft, 15 days. We're definitely going to be getting into that. And I, I assume we're going to see a lot more mock drafts coming out. 100%. Soon, again, we dove in a little bit to the Mel Kuyper one uh, today. I saw that he put out a, a two-round mock draft. I saw yeah. Jordan Reed also with, uh, with ESPN. Homie already put out a seven-rounder. What? Bananas. <laughs> the amount of time that that would take is extraordinary. Yeah. And here's what really sucks for, I mean, to, for other guys as well that have put out seven-round mock drafts before. You put out a mock draft. You think things are going well. You're working through it. You get to like round three, round four. Boom. Trade happened. And you're like, this fucked everything. I have to start all over at the top because now the Saints have traded some picks and things like that. But uh, a lot of mock drafts that we will be doing, uh, we have our little segment, we call it Mocking the Mock, where really we just look at the mock drafts. But that's it for us today. Uh, A little bit of a long show. Thank you guys for joining us, for being active, answering those questions, asking those questions in the chat, playing along with the inside jokes. (laughs) Maybe I'll release that uh, Google sheet that I have. Yeah, I haven't even seen it, so that's really cool. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i share that with you first <laughs> yeah and then i've shared it with a couple of the listeners so maybe uh we look the at the listeners that already then, have it yeah and i then, respect that i respect that i mean that's who that's who needs to see it <laughs> yeah fuck me <laughs> right the let ones. me know what i have no idea what i'm messing up on <laughs> they're the ones that are let me say juan howard again is <laughs> yeah. it juan just say his name juan howard juan howard mm-hmm. what am i saying juan <laughs> You even say it with like a Spanish accent. <laughs> Juan. <laughs> that was an ad. I didn't even mean he's, to do that. He's black. I don't, I don't think he's mixed. It's just, it's Jawan Howard. But you, you keep saying Juan. <laughs> Juan Howard. <laughs> I can feel the breath from 15 feet away. Juan. My, my hair just moved. <laughs> I can feel it. All right. That's it for us today. Again, appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. in the call-in app where you can get involved uh, with that chat room. Uh, we mentioned guys like Brooks and Jake all the time, Wes getting involved in there. Uh, it's a fun time that we have here every weekday from 10 till 11-ish right here on Mic'd Up. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.